How are you guys doing this morning? God. God is good, amen. Um, I believe this morning that I believe that the good news of Jesus Christ is going to be made real today. Um, I believe this morning that I'm going, to just share, I'm going to just share some things and then we're going to get into the message. For some of us in the room, we're looking for a feeling from Jesus. And I want to say this, Jesus isn't a feeling, he's a reality. Jesus is not a feeling, he's a reality. And because Jesus is a reality, you cannot wait for a feeling because if you're waiting for a feeling, that's what you will put your trust in. But what I wanna to say today is that as we hear the word of God, following Jesus is not a feeling, it's a decision. Can everyone say decision? decision. And I really feel, I, I, I know that I have to say this this morning, I feel like this is for several of us in the room, but following Jesus is a decision that we make as a response to who God is. So this is why this is important because the reason why we have to preach the word of God is because as we hear his word, we have a choice to take that word and say, I want to respond to this. Because it's a decision, everyone say decision. So I feel like I'm speaking to many people in the room right now, but if you're waiting for a feeling, you will never get it. But if you want to make a decision, I believe, I believe today is the day of salvation. That's what the book of Hebrews says. It says today is the day of salvation. It's a decision, and you make that decision, and you walk forward. Someone say amen. amen. Come on, somebody. Okay. All right, I'm going to get a little uh, Picasso on you guys this morning. I'm going to show you my beautiful drawing skills. <laughs> I really need to be a... Uh, I probably should get Joy to draw this, but anyways, it's okay. All right, so, guys, I want you, if you, some of you, oh, Jesus, this is what happens when the kids play with the markers. It's okay. It's okay, here we go. Okay, boom, yes, okay. For all of us, thank you. Okay, so, she said beautiful. <laughs> okay, um, for those of us who, who like to take notes, I take notes by drawing a lot of times. It's just the way that I process, okay? And I'm gonna draw, so this is a field, everyone say field. If you didn't know, that's a field. Okay, and uh, we're gonna draw a tree, okay? We're gonna draw a tree, okay? And in the tree, these are roots, guys, okay? I have to explain myself, okay? Okay? All right, these are roots. And this is a tree. And not only, okay, so as this tree grows, I, what I'm gonna show you is, I'm drawing this picture is because this picture describes to me what God is doing at Good News Garden in the year 2020. Someone say amen. amen. Okay? Now, Jesus shows us very clearly in John 15, he says, if you abide in me, I will abide in you, and you will bear much. Someone say it out loud. Amen. So the secret 
of life is to abide in Jesus. Someone say amen. Yeah. So guess what, you guys? The roots, everyone say Jesus. Jesus is our source of life. And if we abide in him, the deeper we go in Jesus, the deeper we go in our root system, guess what happens, you guys? Everyone say fruit. Fruit. So as a result of the fruit, I'm just going to... Please don't laugh, okay? These are four leaves, okay? These are four branches. Okay, it looks like a butterfly. It's not a butterfly. It's not a dragonfly, okay? It's supposed to be branches, okay? There's four branches. Guys, that's hideous. Okay. So the four branches, if you guys remember, if you guys can do this, everyone say up. Everyone say side. Everyone say forward. Everyone say in. I believe these are the four branches that God is growing at G&G this year. I'll just put it as simple as this. Everyone say the Bible. Bible. Number two, everyone say prayer. prayer. Number three, everyone say missions. missions. Number four, everyone say fellowship. fellowship. These are the four things that I believe God is growing at G&G. Can someone say amen? amen. Okay. As we, and, and I want to say this because as we intentionally, as we purpose ourselves to give ourselves to what really matters, I believe God, Jesus, is the one that causes the growth. Someone say amen. amen. And I want to show you one last picture. Today's song says, the Holy Spirit come like rain. Everyone say rain. rain. I want us to understand, okay, again, please don't laugh. <laughs> Everyone say the Holy Spirit like rain. See, the reason you guys, I don't know what that is right there, okay? <laughs> the reason why we specifically see you gotta you gotta understand that when we sing these songs the words are not just like they're not just fun words that can i get an amen right they're not just words that sound good but you have to understand there's deep meaning to the words so when we say holy spirit come and fall like rain what we're saying is holy spirit without you we cannot we cannot grow because what the holy spirit does is he makes jesus real to us you guys see what I'm saying? And as the root system is in Jesus, guess what? We start to bear fruit. Everyone say fruit. Okay. This is not my message, but this was for free. Amen. Okay. Okay. If this is good, say this is good. Okay. The drawing sucks, but it's good. Okay. Okay. The, the revelation is good. Oh, sorry for whoever just took a photo. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Okay, so what I want to talk about today, you guys, is we're going to talk about spiritual warfare. But let me just say this right off the bat. More than talking about warfare, I want to talk about God. Everyone say worship, worship. is our warship. Aww. You like that? Okay. You know what I'm saying? You like that? 
Oh, one more time. Warship is our war, W-A-R, ship. Warship is our warship. And the reason why this is important is because, yes, I'm going to talk a little bit about the reality of spiritual warfare, but really we want to talk about God. I want to just say this right now. I'm just feeling so many things in my heart this morning. I really believe that one of the things that God wants to do today and God wants to do in this church is he wants to wash away, everyone say wash away, away. religion. And God wants to give us, everyone say relationship. You guys got to understand real quick. I know it's going to sound like I'm giving you three messages, but you guys got to catch because they're all connected. Religion, in a nutshell, is it's all about you. And it's all dependent on you. What I can do. Are you guys catching what I'm saying? Religion has everything to do with what you can do. So when you come here, listen to what I'm saying. When you come here and you're self-conscious, you're focused on yourself, you're in religion. You're in religion. But relationship, everyone say relationship, Relationship. is all about the other person. You guys got to understand how simple, how powerful what I'm telling you right now is. When you're in relationship with God, Your focus is not on you, it's on Him. And if you keep coming here thinking about what you have done, and like, don't get me wrong, there's a time for reflection, repentance, all of that. But what I'm saying is, if you're so locked in yourself and your eyes are not on God, then you have to recognize that's what we call religion. And religion kills you guys. Can I get an amen up in this piece, right? Religion kills you guys. How many people have you seen and all they talk about is, I didn't do enough of this and I didn't, I feel spirit like, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's all me, what, me, 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 me. It's all what I can do. Right? And when you see that, it's like death. But when you see someone, all they talk about is God, 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 God. This is what God did. This is who God is. This is who he is. He's the way maker. He's he's the miracle worker. He's the promise keeper. He's the light in the darkness. It's about him. Come on, somebody. It's about what God can do. It's about him. So the greatest thing that we can do is everyone say worship. Worship. Because I'll give you guys my definition of worship. My definition of worship is putting everything into him. Worship is about Losing yourself, getting rid of yourself, and putting your eyes on the Lord. Amen. Amen. Right? So the greatest thing, I want to tell you guys how, how, how practical this is, and I'm going to move on. The greatest way that God coached me through this is that anytime I would be in like a worship setting, right, where there's music, there's praise songs, all of these things, he would literally coach me and teach me, and he would say, Andy... Don't say a word. Because I want you in your heart, like don't get me wrong, it's just whatever God tells you to do. But for me at that time, God said, I don't want you to speak. I don't want you to go through the motions. He said, in your heart, all I want you to do is focus on me for the next 30 minutes. And that's how God started to teach me about this. He said, Andy, get your eyes off of yourself. Look upon me. (coughs) Amen. Amen. 
So one of the things that I really believe God is doing today, what God's going to do at G&G is God is going to cleanse us from religion. Amen. And God's going to give us relationship. Amen. Okay. All right. More water. Hold on one second. I haven't really been getting good sleep the last couple days. You guys ever get that where your eyes start twitching? You know what I'm talking about? Like I feel like it's like someone's playing like a video game inside of me. I'm like, what's going on? Okay. Alright. So what I want to talk to you guys about today is oh Jesus, help us get through this. So we're gonna talk about Ephesians 6:12. Right, that our wrestle is not against flesh and blood, but against all of these things. But I want to show you one more thing, and then we're going to talk about spiritual warfare one-on-one. Okay? The first, the, the, the last thing I want to give is simply this. It's as simple as this. Word of God. Okay, everyone say word of God. And then everyone say produces. Faith. Okay, why is this important, you guys? Because, man, I'm just giving y'all some like hacks right now. I'm giving y'all some Jesus hacks, okay? I'm giving you guys some things today that has taken me 16 years to learn of just walking with God. Let me just give you one thing. Whenever you hear the word of God, you will know that it's the true word of God because it will produce faith in you. Everyone say faith. Someone say faith. Say faith. Faith. Not fear. Not fear. If you ever hear the word of God and it produces fear inside of you, then either your response is wrong or what you're hearing is wrong. Are you guys catching what I'm saying? In Romans chapter 10, I want to tell you what it says. The word of God says this. It says, and uh, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So as simple as as it is, Paul is saying this, is that faith, if you trace back the source of where faith comes from, it comes from the word of God. So when you hear the word of God and you're listening to it and you're actually engaging with what God is saying, I'm telling you this, what it will always produce or what it is always intended to produce is greater faith in you. Amen. So here's my challenge to everyone is that every Sunday that we come, you should have an expectation that you're going to walk out with greater faith. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Come on, somebody. Okay. All right. Those are three appetizers. Now we're going to get into it. (laughs) Elliot, were those appetizers good? It was good? All right. All right. Just got to check in with you. Okay. All right, you guys. So today we're going to talk about, everyone say, spiritual warfare. And we're going to go through this quickly, but everyone, if you're drawing, I'm going to do a lot of drawings today, okay? Again, please don't laugh, all right? But everyone say house. House. Okay? Everyone say, I am a house. I am a house. Okay? All throughout scripture, there's different areas where God refers to us as a house, but also as a temple. Are you guys catching what I'm saying, okay? And what I want to show you guys is... The reason why we are talking about spiritual warfare this morning, I'll just give it to you two major reasons why. Number one, sometimes the gospel isn't real until you realize what is at stake. 
Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? For some people, the gospel will never become real until they realize what is at stake. Are you guys catching what I'm saying? For some people, the, the gospel has been so watered down as a feeling and as this feel-good thing rather than a spiritual reality of going from death to life. Can I get an amen? So the gospel, you guys, is, is this, okay? This is a theological term that they teach in seminaries. Everyone write this down. Say, I am saved. I am saved. Say, I am being saved. I am being saved. I will be saved. If you understand this, if you understand this, you understand how the gospel works. Okay? We are saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. Okay, we'll do another message on this, but this is what we would call justification, sanctification, glorification. If you understand that, we'll get into that later, okay? Because we ain't trying to get up in that today, okay? But you guys got to understand that when you're saved, it's not just a, oh, I gave my life to Jesus and it's done. Come on, somebody. But if you've really given your life to Christ, you have to understand that you are in a process. Everyone say process. process. Come on. Yo, that's my, you know what I'm saying? I just ejected that from her, okay? Okay? But we are in a process. Not only are we in a process, but we're in a destination. So we, something happened in our life, we're in a process, and we're at a destination where we will be saved. And every single one of those are very different, okay? That's not the, the point of message, but you need to understand process, everyone say process. Okay? So with that, you guys, that's, that's uh, the, the first reason is that. Number two is this. This morning as I was praying, actually, sorry, not this morning, it was last night. And I knew that this is what I needed to share. This is, my, this is what my dialogue sounded like with God. I said, God, you know, sometimes I talk about this and quote unquote, it can feel a little intense, okay? And God, and I, this is what I felt him say back to me. He said, they're ready and they need it. That's what I felt God say. He said, they're ready and they need it. So I just said, okay. If this sucks, it's your fault. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I just said, okay, God, I, I, my, my trust is in you, okay? But what I want to show you today, you guys, is that we are a house, and there are what we call four doors. And the reason why I feel like I need to tell you this, you guys, is because what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about how does the enemy work against us? Are you guys catching what I'm saying? So we just read this morning that our wrestle is not against flesh and blood, but our wrestle, our battle, our fight, our war, right, is a spiritual one. We all, we all recognize this. But now the question is, the reason why this is spiritual warfare 101 is now we have to understand basically what does that war look like, right? We can agree that there's a war, but now we have to understand what's the war look like. So we're going to get into it. Number one. Lies. Everybody say lies. lies. Number two, everyone say sin. sin. Number three, everyone say iniquity. iniquity. And number four, everyone say trauma. trauma. Okay? For all intents and purposes, we're really going to focus on the first two today, but I'm going to do a quick overview of all four. Is that okay? Yes. So I'm going to do a quick overview of all four, and then we're going to dig in. So number one, lies. Everyone say lies. lies. One of Satan's names is that he's called the father of lies. 
Okay, there we go. So if you want to know where lies originate from, if you want to understand what the tactic of the enemy is, everyone say lies. lies. You have to understand this. The battle, the spiritual battle that you and I are engaging in, number one, primarily, is a battle between truth and lies. It's a battle between truth and lies. So every single day, what you need to understand is that our heart, our mind, our life, we're engaging in a battle between what is true and what is false. And one of the major tactics of the enemy is to use lies. Okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to illustrate this. It's okay. How many of us have ever had a thought come into your mind and it was kind of accusing you or making you feel down? And you ask yourself, where did that thought come from? Am I the only one in this place? Okay? How many of us have ever had a thought come into our mind accusing us or saying, you're dumb, why did you do that? Accusation, and you're like, where did that thought come from? If we do not understand, okay, C.S. Lewis said this, the greatest trick of the devil was to teach the world that he didn't exist. I'm going to say that one more time. The greatest trick of the devil is to show the world or is to trick the world that he doesn't exist. Okay? So what we need to understand is that number one, the enemy uses lies. I'll get back into this. Okay, number two, everyone say sin. Okay, what we need to understand, guys, I, I, there's, there's mega things that we're going to hit today that if I'm just being really honest, it's not that we've learned bad theology, but you need to understand sometimes we've learned shallow theology. Are you guys understanding what I'm talking about? So when I talk about sin, okay, listen to what I'm saying. Has Jesus paid the price for our sin? Yes or no? Yes. Come on, Okay. But what we need to understand is that Jesus has done something that applies to us who believe. However, we have to understand its application. Everyone say application. application. Okay, just so you know that I'm not making this up. I want you to listen to my words this morning. We're going to use a lot of Bible, and you need to catch what this is because this is how we prepare for war. Okay, I'm going to read out of 1 John 1. And uh, just, just hear what I'm saying, and then we're going to move on. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness. Now listen, number 6, verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him, what Jesus has done, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. This is the Bible. But in, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with him, with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ and his son cleanses us from all sin. Okay? If we say that we don't have sin, we deceive ourselves. This is what the Bible says. And the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And the word of God is not in us. Okay? So if you have a problem with this, you have a problem with God's word. Okay? But 
I want us to understand what is happening here, okay? What is happening here is this. Number one, G, or sorry, the Apostle John is writing to believers. Everyone say believers. believers. So he's writing to believers like us, okay? And what he's saying is this, is he says, we have fellowship with God because Jesus has made a way for that, amen? Okay, but then if, okay, this, okay, you guys gotta understand this. Holy Spirit help us. The reason why this message is so powerful is because there is a deceiving message in the church today. Everyone say it's called hyper grace. Hyper grace. What you need to understand, you guys, is the enemy will deceive us in two ways. And what we need to find out is the truth, because the truth is better than both ways. Amen? So what the enemy, I, mean, I need you guys to catch this, but what you need to see is, number one, the enemy will try to lock you in legalism. Everyone say legalism. legalism. But if that doesn't work, the enemy will trap you in what we call license. Everyone say license. license. Okay, you want to see what the difference is? Legalism is you have to follow all of these rules, and if you screw up, you, you, you're dead. That's what legalism, it's fear. It, it creates fear. Are you guys catching what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, what the enemy uses is what we call license, and that's do whatever you want. You see what I'm saying? And both of them are deception. But I want us to catch this, and we're going to move on. If Jesus has paid the price and just forgiven all of our sins, and we never have to confess our sins again, then why does the Bible say, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. Everyone say the power, the power of, repentance. of repentance. Okay? I'm going to get into this. So it's the power of repentance. I'm just painting a primer right now. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Just like this wall is a primer, we're throwing on a primer right now, Okay? All right, number three, we're going to get into this quickly. Everyone say iniquity. Okay. We don't ever use this word in our daily vocabulary, okay? The basic definition, the biblical definition of what iniquity is, is it can also be translated as evil. Everyone say evil. You need to understand that God makes a distinction. They're connected, but there's a distinction between sin and evil. And I'll get into that, okay? But evil is what we would call iniquity. And then finally, everyone say trauma. trauma. Okay, for all intents and purposes, we're not going to really get into that today because that's like pretty intense subject, okay? But let me just say this. So why am I showing you this? Because if we don't understand that these are four doors that God has given us, amen? But these are the four doors that the enemy will try to use to enter into your house. And let me tell you this. No one can open the door to the enemy except for you. The devil has no power to pickpocket or to unlock your door. He, has, he does not have that. You need to understand that. But what he does have the power to do is he has the power to lie to you. And if you agree with that lie, now you've opened the door. 
So the enemy's lies have no power until you believe in it. And then you empower the lie. Are you guys catching what I'm saying this morning? Okay? So the enemy has no power, but what he can do is he can lie to you. Are you guys catching what I'm saying? So number one is we're going to talk about lies. Okay? The enemy can lie to you and tell you all sorts of things that aren't in alignment with God's truth and God's word. Are you guys catching what I'm saying? And what ends up happening is, is you start to believe those things, and then now, guess what? There's a legal access. Everyone say legal access. There's a legal access for darkness to come into your life. Okay? I'm just preaching the word for what it is, you guys. Okay? So, how does God combat lies? How do you think God combats lies, Elizabeth? Yeah. So what's if, if lies is the attack, how do we go against it? Truth. Come on, somebody. Everybody say truth. truth. Okay? The power of truth. You see, you guys got to understand that the power of truth is that truth nullifies the lies. Okay? The truth nullifies the lies. And what does that mean? That means this. Guys, you guys got to understand. Remember those four branches that we talked about? Do you guys... Is something starting to click inside of every one of us why we need to be in this? Someone say amen. amen. My goal with you guys is not to keep giving you fish. My goal is to teach all of us how to fish. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the job of a pastor. Mm-hmm. We need to be fishing on our own, you guys. Yes. And that's it, but we're, we're, we're here to train us to do that, right? Because, okay, guys, as we know, even Pastor Che, who is like the greatest pastor on planet Earth, right? But... We can't, like, as a pastor, we cannot be with you 24-7, right? But this can. And God is with you 24-7. So what is the role of the pastor, Yuri? <laughs> the role of the pastor, okay? I just want to give you a little, little headlock right now, okay? But, I want, but, but the role of the pastor is to equip you with this so that you know how to use this. This is a sword. Everyone say this is a sword. So my my goal with you, Yuri, is to give you this sword, and I'm going to teach you how to use this. Thing. You know what I'm saying? So that you can start to extinguish the work of the enemy. Okay. So now we're understanding. I hope that something's clicking inside of us. Why being in the Bible and knowing our word? It's not just a luxury; it's a necessity. Okay. So number one, we need to be in the truth because truth is how we. Come back to lies. Amen? Okay, number two, sin. Okay, guys, I just want to say this because let me just say this. Every time I teach this, okay, Jesus, every time I teach this, there's always warfare around us. You want to know why? Because the devil's like, no, don't expose me. (laughs) Okay? So let's do this right now. Put a hand over your heart right now. Okay? Our God's greater, amen? Amen. So Father God, right now in Jesus' name, I pray, just come on, all across this room, just begin to pray with your your own heart. But God, right now in Jesus' name, God, I pray that you would give us conviction, touch our hearts, God. Right now, Lord, we just say silence, God, to the work of the enemy. Help us to hear the truth, and you said the truth would set us free. So that's really what we're after today, God, is we want to be free. We want to be free people. We want to be free in our spirit, God. So help us this morning, Lord, to do this by your power in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay.
So guys, let me just say this. For me, the fact that God absolutely adores me, okay, and the fact that he's my father that I respect, both of those realities coexist perfectly. I want to say that one more time. When I come to God, Okay, I'm just going to just brag a little bit. I know I'm like one of his favorite. No, I'm just kidding, okay? But when I come to God, I know that he absolutely adores me. I do. I know that he loves me. I know that he thinks I'm so cute. He does, you guys. I don't know if you know that. He thinks we're so adorable. We're his children. So when I come before God, I know that God loves me and adores me. And at the same time, I know that God is one to be feared and, and revered. Does that make sense what I'm saying? And both of those realities, they're not different. They're completely the same. Amen. They exist in the same person, right? And so why do I say this, you guys? Because, okay, one of the greatest doors that the enemy uses in our life is what we would call willful sin, okay? And I'm gonna just talk about it. Again, I'm gonna go through this quickly. I have a lot to say on this, so sorry if it seems like I'm, but just follow with me. In the book of Joshua chapter six, okay, you guys have to understand how God highlights, reveals, and teaches us this. In the book of Joshua chapter six, there is a part of the story right after they defeat Jericho. Okay? If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Your greatest weakness is after your greatest victory. Anytime you have a spiritual high, that is where you're the most vulnerable. Okay? So right after Joshua and the Israelites destroyed the city of Jericho, would we all agree? That's a, that's a spiritual victory. Amen? That's powerful. They're seeing God move. Okay? Right after that, you guys, what happens? Right after that, there's a sin called Achan's sin. I'm just going to give it to you guys quickly to highlight the point. So as, as, they, as they're now pillaging and doing all of these things, one of the things that God said to the Israelites is to not take any of the gold of the nations that they're conquering. Are you guys catching what I'm saying? Okay? And there's many different reasons why God did that because it's idolatry, all of this type of stuff. Okay? But what, what happens is there's a guy named Achan, A-C-H-A-N. And what he does, he's one out of thousands of people in the Israelites. He takes a golden statue. He takes a little golden trinket. You guys catch what I'm saying this one. And guess what happens? Listen, you guys. So he does this sin. It's called compromise. It's called sin. And when, when Joshua is about to go to battle the next time, listen, you guys. They get destroyed. They get destroyed. And Joshua is like, yo, what's up? Right? Joshua's like, I did everything you told me to do. Right? Like, what was going on? And this is what God says. He says, Joshua, come here. He says, there's someone in your camp who has done a wicked thing. And he has defiled the camp of Israel by taking this wicked thing. And he basically says, go and deal with the sin. Are you guys catching what I'm saying this morning? And, what, and, and when that happened, you guys, 
God or Joshua dealt with it, and now Israel was able to move forward. Are you guys catching what I'm saying this morning? Hear what I'm saying, you guys. You guys got to understand there's this really beautiful, there's a place of obedience in God where as, quote unquote, as pastors or spiritual leaders or just even our own lives personally, right? We're not called to control, but how many of us knows that, that there's a fear of the Lord in dealing with sin? And when we tolerate sin, you guys, everyone say, you just open the door. <laughs> okay, you open the door and darkness is like, hello. <laughs> right? Until everyone say you deal with it. And everyone say repentance. Repentance is the key for all four of these. That's what I'm about to give you guys, okay? Usually, you guys, this teaching that I do is about three hours, so I'm trying to do it in less than an hour. But the key to closing the door is what we call repentance. That's the power. It's all laid out in 1 John chapter 1. I'll read it one more time so we can get it. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we, okay, you guys catch what I'm saying. So if we confess our sins, everyone say confess. confess. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I want to give you one more key this morning. Can I give you all some keys today? Okay. I'm just, okay. <laughs> another key I want to give you guys is everyone say confess to one another. Confess to one another. Guys, this is something the church has stopped teaching, especially in the West. Because we have succumbed to this individual mindset about Christianity. And it's, 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 it's baloney, if I'm just being honest. It's, it's one of the reasons why there's no power in the church in the West. is because it's all about me and it's about my relationship with God. And that's one of the things that God is trying to destroy. Okay? There's a reason why in 1 John it says confess your sin to one another. Everyone say one another. Okay? Because yes... Hear me out. When we, when we make a mistake or when we're in sin, it is important that we first confess before God. Someone say amen. amen. But if you take the word literally, it says this. It says, um, I'll tell you what it's going to say. Watch, okay? Um, <laughs> it says, uh, but if we walk in the light as he in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Okay, let me just tell you how real this is. Guys, I counsel so many people. I really do. I, I counsel probably three, four people a week at Daniel Prayer Garden. And every time we're counseling and someone actually shares what they're really going through, 99% of the time they always say this, I feel like a burden was lifted off my shoulder. I feel 10 times lighter. Can I, come on. Right? Because I've been hiding this thing, and because I've been hiding it, it's actually not just me hiding it, but I've opened the door, and darkness is in my life. Okay, I'm about to drop some bombs on you guys. The three major fruits of darkness is this. Everyone say deception. deception. Number two, everyone say apathy. apathy. Number four, everyone say ignorance. So when darkness happens in our life, when we agree with the lie, when we're opening doors, and now Satan, not, okay, Satan's not inhabiting us, but he has the access to wreak havoc on us. That's what I'm trying to say, okay? 
The fruit of what this is, you guys, again, read 1 John on your own time. You need to learn how to do that, okay? But it says that we deceive ourselves. So one of the major things that happens, you guys, is that we fall under deception. You want to hear something crazy about deception? When you're deceived, you don't know that you're deceived. I want you to think about that right now. When you're deceived, you don't know that you're deceived. And what God will do in his kindness is God, when we are in deception, God loves us so much, he will speak to us, you guys, to get us out of that deception. Do you want to know one of the major ways that God speaks to us? Everyone say, through the church. This is why Paul writes, or the writer of Hebrews, who I think is Paul, okay? But the writer of Hebrews says, do not forsake the gathering of one another. This is why he says this is so important. Church attendance is so important. He says, don't stop meeting, because in this place of meeting is where I'm going to speak to you. Now, it's not the only place, but this is one of the places. If this is good, you guys say this is good. Okay, so we're going to wrap up with this. So with the lies and with sin, is this clear? Raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand if this is really speaking to you, if this is clear, okay? So one of the things that God shows us is that, listen, you guys, here's the power. Willful sin, okay? Do we fall into sin? Yes. Has God made a provision? Yes. It's called repentance. When, God, when Jesus Christ died on the cross and shed his blood for all of humanity, did he know that we were still going to mess up? Someone say amen. Yes. He knew that we were going to mess up, you guys. It's not like when we mess up, he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with that, right? Like, I'm so shocked. No, he knew. And that's why it's called the good fight of faith. Because it's a fight, you guys. Right? And it's a good fight of faith. So this is what I'm saying is that the, the solution, we're not going to get into this, but the solution for all four of these, but for lies and sin, and this is how we're going to close. If we believe in certain lies, the way that we close the door to those lies, you guys, is through the truth. We have to hear the truth, and then, listen, you guys, we have to repent. We have to change the way that we think. Okay, are you guys catching what I'm saying? I'm going to make this really simple. If you know that you've been holding unforgiveness to a person, that's a, that's a sin, that's a lie, what you've done is you've opened your door because of your unforgiveness for the enemy to come and do these three things in your life, okay? Guys, I'm just gonna get super raw in my own story. God, God has taught me through nine million mistakes. Can I be real, okay? 99% of what Pastor Andy talks about is through his mistakes, hallelujah, okay? Because I be hard-headed, you know what I'm saying? God has to teach me the hard way, okay? But as we hold on to those things, right? Number one, we give access to the enemy. We think that you're doing great with God, but actually you're, you're deceived because you're actually cut off from him. And you can't describe why, you can't, you don't know why I don't feel fellowship with him. You don't know why I don't feel the nearness of his presence. And God's trying to tell you the reason why you don't feel the nearness of his presence is because you've got doors open in your life. 
And by the power of his word, he's trying to tell you, close those doors. So that, First John chapter 1, you can have fellowship. See, God never closes the door on you, but he's waiting for you to close the door to give back to him. Yo, I'd be preaching today. Jesus. Number two, sin. How do we deal with sin? Well, it's repentance, right? So when we're in sin, when we're, when we're willfully doing these things, guys, you guys got to understand. Okay, Becky, I don't know why I keep picking on you because I love you, girl. Okay, Becky, if somebody came in your house that you don't know and started taking all of your clothes, what's your favorite snack? What's the first thing coming in? Are you a Doritos girl? What you like? Okay. Someone came in your house, started taking all of your snacks, started taking everything that you love in your house. And you're in that house, and you're watching the robber do it. Are you going to sit there? No. Okay. All right, Karina. If you know that there is a thief in your house because you've opened the door, and that thief is coming and it's like, hey, that's a really nice couch. Thank you. That's a really nice flat screen. And you're just watching it, right? How many of us are going to, like, how many of us realistically are going to be like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> if we're in our right mind, we will say, stop. Stop robbing from me. No more. You cannot rob me of my joy. You stop robbing me of my peace. Come on, somebody. Stop robbing me of the love that I know that God has for me. Because he's trying to block that with a lie. Stop robbing me. Are you guys catching what I'm saying? And you say, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Because my faith is my faith. And until that clicks, I'll leave it right there. So what do we do with sin? Everyone say, we repent. repent. And we repent to one another. See, this is why this is so important, you guys. This is another reason why church membership, why all of these things, why this is important. Because how many of us know that we cannot just go around telling some random person our sin? Amen? <laughs> hey, dude, you want to hear about my sin? You hear about my sin? Okay, no? Okay. Right? Right? But the reason why membership, the reason why God calls us to be a covenant community is for safety. Everyone say safety. Safety. Because as we commit to one another, there's safety, and we know that we're not here to judge. Yes. That's not even our job, you guys. That's God's job. Mm -hmm. And even God, okay, anyway, I'm not going to get into that, okay? <laughs> so we come to one another. We're not here to judge. We're not here to criticize. We are here to be the body of Christ for one another. Brother, I hear you. I hear that you're struggling with this. Man, thank you for sharing. Thank you for bringing the life. Let's pray. Let's pray. You're not alone in this fight. Come on, does that feel like God right now, you guys? Yes. Right? Hey, you're not alone. Hey, I know you're struggling with this. I got you. I got your back. We're all struggling. But we got each other, amen? amen. Come on, somebody. Come on. <laughs> So we close the door with repentance, and we're going to end with this. I said we're going to end like five times. Forgive me. Okay. Everyone stand to your feet. I'm going I'm to give you guys a key. Okay?
Okay. I was going to try to draw a key somehow, but I can't draw a key. So I don't even know how to do that, okay? I'm not even going to try, okay? But guys, what I'm about to give you is what we would say, this is explosive dynamite power to get the enemy out of your house. And it's actually the power of repentance. Everyone say repentance. I'm going to go through it quickly, and we're going to do it because it's the easiest way to learn is to do, right? So number one, everyone say repent. Number two, everyone say receive. receive. Number three, everyone say rebuke. rebuke. Number four, say replace. replace. You have to understand, repentance is not just telling God you're sorry. Repentance is turning your heart, is turning everything and saying, I'm going to go in a new direction. That's what repentance is. So this is what we're going to do. Every eye closed, we're going to just... God, okay, yeah, every eye closed. We're just going to pray right now. Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, help us. God, we thank you that in this fight of faith, you have given us a provision that is more powerful than any work of the enemy. And it is the power of repentance. God, I pray today that we would never be afraid of this word repentance ever again, but that we would love this word, God. That we would be thankful for this word, God. So right now, this is what I want to say. Okay? I'm gonna, we're going to take you through it, and I want you to learn how to practice. I want you to repeat after me, because in your heart, God knows what it is that you're repenting for, but you have to be conscious as you repent. You have to hold that in your heart and know what it is you're repenting for. Otherwise, it's just words. So right now, whatever it is that God's convicting you of, whether it's X, Y, or Z, whatever it is, hold it in your heart, and we're going to give it to the Lord. Okay, number one, everyone just follow with me. Say, Lord, Lord I, repent I repent of my sin. Of my sin. I, confess I confess that I have sinned, sin, and I bring it into the light. I give this to you. Okay? Now, whatever that is, give it to the Lord right now. If you want to whisper it under your tongue, if you want to give it from your heart, but it is important that you identify the sin. Because listen, you guys, Satan makes you feel like you are screwed up, but God shows you that what you did was messed up. There's a big difference. Okay? Okay, number two. Everyone say, receive. receive. Follow after me. Say, God, God I, receive I receive the unconditional, the unconditional forgiveness, forgiveness that you promise, that you promise in, your word in your word for those, for those who repent. Who repent. So I receive forgiveness as a free gift right now. Okay, Guys, as we go into number three, you got to get a little aggressive because, again, if there was a robber in your house, how would you talk to him? Oh, please leave, sir. No, okay? You ain't going to do that. You ain't going to be like, oh, please leave, Mr. Robber, okay? Okay? So number three, guys, we're going to rebuke because we have to deal with with the effects of that darkness in our house. 
You guys got to understand this. So right now, Holy Spirit, help us. Whatever it is that you've been feeling, okay? Listen carefully. If some of you guys have been feeling confusion, you feel this like weird dullness, like you can't think straight. If some of you guys feel like you've been uh, accused and attacked. If some of you guys feel like shame, whatever it is, identify it now. And we're going to rebuke it, okay? All right, follow after me. Say, Jesus, Jesus. I rebuke, I rebuke. The work the work of the enemy, of the enemy. In, my life. in my life the work of deception the work of deception the work of apathy the work of apathy and the work of ignorance and the work of ignorance i say get out i say get out get out of my house get out of my house right now right now in jesus name in jesus name come on you guys i felt power just now i feel power because there is power in the cross Number four, I want to say this, is we replace. Now, what this means, replace, is we have to learn how to, if, okay, let me, it's as simple as this. If you've been believing in a lie, you have to identify what the truth is to replace that with. So this is what I hear in the Holy Spirit right now. For some of you guys in the room, I hear shame, okay? Shame has been the lie, okay? Some of you guys have felt ashamed that it, it, it made you feel like you can't come to God. That is what we call shame, you guys, because in our sin, God wants us to run to him, never to hide from him, okay? So that's what I hear for some of you guys. That's the main one right now for time's sake. And what we have to do is this. We have to identify what the truth is. And the truth of this is that Romans 8.1 says this, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. That means this. That means you are fully accepted in the beloved. That means this, I feel the Lord on what I'm about to say. God does not revoke his love past to you because you messed up. We all need to hear that right now. God does not take away his love like an Indian giver because you messed up. That's a lie that needs to get out right now. Okay? So we're going to say this. Say, Jesus... Jesus. I replace, I replace the, truth the truth that I am loved, that I am loved by, God. by God. I replace, I replace the, truth the truth that anyone, that anyone who, has fully who has fully given their life, given their life will, be will be fully accepted. Fully accepted. This is what I want to say because I'm just getting this right now. I'm going to close in prayer. We're going to go into announcements, okay? Right now, in Jesus' name, I want you, I want you guys to hear this. It's a prayer, but it's also a calling. I, I, I felt this in the beginning of service, and the Lord just reminded me of this right now. I want you guys to hear, hear this clearly because this is super important. There are some of you guys in this room that when I talked about even this morning about it's not a feeling, it's a decision, you knew that that was for you. So whoever that is, I want you to hear this right here, right now. If you are truly at this place in your life where you're like, I need to make a decision. Because until you make the decision, it's not real. Okay? And whoever that is, if you're ready to make that decision, I'm going to ask you to come find me after service. And the reason why I say it is this, is because there's people in, in this room right now 
that you have actually not made a public confession before people and you have not been baptized in water. And I feel like God has put this very strong on my heart this morning. The power of baptism. Because it is a public declaration. So if this is speaking to you right now, Holy Spirit, help us. If you know that, man, God, I want to make a decision. I want you to come find me right after the service. And I want you to just tell me, I want to do this, and I want to be water baptized. But if that's you, I want you to find me because I believe sometime around Easter time, we're going to do a church baptism. And it's about to get real, you guys. Okay? All right. So just, we're closing prayer. We're going to go into announcements. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the truth that was spoken today. God, I pray that this truth would be established in our hearts. Just like Eunice Hamanim said this morning, Lord, let these truths not just be fleeting words, but let them take root in our life. Let it go deep, God. I pray that in times where we need to hear this word, Father, that you would, you would quicken it and it would come back to us immediately. So we thank you today, Lord, for your kindness and your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus.